0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Hey, guys. I'm sitting down with some interesting humans, and the goal is simply to gain some perspective, and I'm so glad you guys are here for the journey. Let's get right into it today, guys. My guest today is Sal Frisella. Sal is the president of International Supplement Company, First Form. They are an amazing company. I actually used to work for a sister company, Supplement Superstores, back in 2009-2010. And if you go back to an earlier episode... Uh, episode 129 with Andy Frisella, which is Sal's brother, the CEO of First Form. We actually talk about a little of that history, so if you are interested in that, go back and check that out. But, uh, man, I am so happy that I got this chance to sit down with Sal. He is just a cool-ass human, by far one of the best salesmen on the planet Earth. I wish I would have taken the time to talk more sales and in practical things as far as that is concerned but we went kind of a different route so we'll have to have Sal back on for a round two and and give you guys more practical value that you can you can apply right now into into your sales career into your business life Uh, but hey listen I man it it hurts my soul whenever I don't give you guys the absolute best product that I feel like I can the best content the best quality the best conversation just I want to do this right and I'm always pushing to make things better and sometimes it backfires on you so today is one of those days I, I just have to eat it have to own it sorry guys the first 28 minutes of the conversation I didn't get the recording now when I realized this in the middle of the conversation, my fucking heart sank. I wanted to die. I didn't let Sal know. He, nobody knew in the room except for me. And uh, it's just one of those things, man. I, I own it. I fucked up. What had happened was, and I, I feel like I should. Oh, I feel like I owe you guys this explanation because you've been riding with me, and you're taking the time to listen. And I want to give you guys the best quality product that I can. And I feel you deserve an explanation as to why it's not at its best right now. And the reason is we're trying to always improve the the experience. We're trying to make this the best show it can be. So we've been playing with a few different ideas. And one of those was to kind of hit record, get it going, even like have the recorder going even before I put on the headphones so that way we can get, you know, Get the headphones on. It's already recording. Sometimes we start these conversations, and then I kind of have to like interrupt it so that way I can hit record and start this official process. Because of that, we wanted to try to streamline it a little bit and make it maybe a little bit more of a a smooth uh, transition from you know for the guest. Whenever they come in, they sit down. We throw on the headphones. It's already going. So we're trying to make it just a very smooth process and that way it doesn't interrupt any sort of maybe flow that we've already got going in the conversation just so that way I can say all right let me hit record and now we're officially going and all this good stuff we did that we tried it I had it recording but then I went I went right into autopilot man it's just like I don't even think I'm just I'm I, it's like it's just the routine now we throw in the headphones all right check you can hear me I can hear you all right cool we're good boom I hit record. Now we're rocking and rolling. So I went through that whole, I went through that whole process, just not even thinking that I already hit record, and then I hit stop. I stopped recording whenever I meant to start recording. Just, ah, it makes me sick even thinking about it. But you know, this, this this growing pains. This is a part of the process. You know, it's not always perfect. You learn. You know, I do apologize, but. It's still we were able to salvage the uh, the audio from one of the cameras. You know, we had a camera right next to Sal, so we were still able to get some pretty good audio for you guys. So the first 28 minutes, uh, it it just sounds like the audio isn't bad, but it sounds like you know you're there, like you're in a room. You'll you'll hear it. I don't know how to. Exp- I'm not explaining it very well, but about halfway through, you know, the regular audio. We'll kick in. Uh, so either way, this was a fantastic conversation. There's a lot of great value here. We start off with some heavy shit. I really appreciate again, Sal taking this time. Again, guys, you know, I'm sorry for the the audio issues, but we make it work. It is what it is. We just gotta keep rolling with it. You still get the entirety of the conversation. Uh, it's just there's gonna be a little bit of variation with the audio. From the first, you know, from the start all the way to about twenty minute, 28, 29 minutes in, and then it'll, we'll, we'll get back to our normal audio that you guys have all known or grown to love. Uh, oh God. I'm so awkward. Sorry, guys. I know. Here we go, guys. Let's gain some perspective with Sal Frisella. Man, we're we're rocking and rolling, Sal. Um, thank you so much. I know this is like the middle of a work day. Yeah. you're running one of like the country's largest supplement co- like companies, like, like the world's biggest supplement company, really. Like you guys are fucking <laughs> crushing it and you took an hour out of your day to like sit down with me. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to I, dude, I really want to start maybe a weird place for an interview, where Just I always look at these as conversations at the end of the day, but yeah. I want to talk about death first because like that's a heavy topic that uh, you, you oh, talk yeah. you like you talk about it often. And it really resonates with me because, like, this is something i never really talked about a lot, but whenever I was a kid, there were some times where I would lay awake at night just deeply afraid of death, like, just so scared of death. And one of the key thoughts that would always go in my mind is, like, I don't want to be forgotten and just go away into, like, oblivion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Nobody knows who you are. Nobody right. remembers you. I can remember thinking, like, I want a fucking... And, and it's weird to even say it loud because I've never really talked about it. But, like, I want a fucking statue after me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are the kind of thoughts that I had. And, like, being older now and having some perspective, like, I don't fear death anymore. Like, I did remember as a kid. But it's a very heavy concept that I don't think a lot of people really address. But it's something that you talk about on a very regular basis.
1: Yeah, and I think, it you know, running from your fears, right, or addressing them. Yeah, and when I look at death, um, we're all going to die. Right. So you got to understand that it's a harsh reality of truth. And so we're here for a limited amount of time. And I think often, all too often, people treat their lives as we have this infinite run. Yeah. And the truth is we don't. Right. And so when you start to really accept that that's a, a real possibility, and you don't know when your time is to be called, you start to really think about your obligation to the opportunity that we have. Um, and for me, I, always, I didn't really start living life for the most part until I, until I had kids. And you start to really start wrapping your head around, why am I here? You know, how do I leave this place better than I found it? How do I make an impact on this world that will last when I'm in the ground? And you can do that and it's, it's, it's like planting trees. Yeah. You know, and when I looked at my kids, um, you know, I thought like my job is to develop these kids into being who I want them to be or to be value adds to the world. And then I started thinking about the opportunity I have as a leader is, you know, it took me to have kids to understand that that's my opportunity to the world every day when I walk into the office and, you know, my guys think it's weird because I talk about death pretty regularly yeah. and uh, they're like, oh, here he goes again, you know, and it's kind of like a joking topic, but I think as they'll mature, they'll learn is when I look at my guys, my people here, I, I think, what are the stories that are, they're gonna tell about me and how can I impact their lives so that they value me? And the, the story that I often tell is, my dad was in business young and, and he got into business and my dad's always about helping other people and especially small entrepreneurs when he was in business. And So when we are going through Home Depot one day, it was probably three years ago, I was, with my, I was with my dad and I was with my uh, son Enzo. And this guy you know, said hi to my dad and, came over and introduced himself and he said hey look me in the eyes and he said you know because you daddy your daddy put me in business and you know now I employ a couple hundred people dad was always the best guy to me he helped me develop my business to what it is today and I look at it now you know because of my dad and his obligation to those people these people now have a job and this guy said this message to me that deeply rooted inside of me like yeah. I, it, I can feel it manifest itself even now as I talk about it on how important that message was to me, for me to hear that. And I instantly turned and thought, that's my obligation to my kids. My obligation to my kids is to create an environment where I do so good for these people, and I lead, and I help them develop their lives, so that when I'm gone, they tell stories to my kids about how I help them. Yeah, yeah and I think when you start talking about legacy, and like, you know, what what, it, what does it mean? And you know, everybody's talking, oh, I want the, I want the life, you know, to go on after I die. Well, well, how do you do that? Yeah. And the only way you can really do that is connect with people. You know what I mean? Right. And you've got to care about them. It's not alone. It's how do you value and how do you help them? How do you help them live a better life than they're living now? And they attribute that to you, you know? And, And I'm in the perfect business to do it. You know, we're in the fitness business where I speak fat. I know what it's like to be fat. Yeah. And I know what it's like to be fit. And I know the journey that it takes. And so my obligation is to, take that journey and share it with people to help them transform their lives so that I can help them be a better dad, a better mother, brother, sister, father, son, whatever that case may be. Yeah. And so that when I die, you know, there's people from all over the world. And I always say like, if the line is from here to China, it's not long enough because it means I I left some people on the ride, right? So, you know, so that when I die, my kids can have that same experience of Home Depot, if you will, where they're out and my community, the community that I've impacted and, and helped build, um, I'm not sold prior to their building that, it's a team of us, right? Yeah. But my message and leadership and values that hopefully I have instilled to these people will carry back to my children. And right. So that's my driving message.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think what's so powerful about that is um, like you're, you're living your life and you're, like, you're taking action. I feel like a lot of parents, they feel like once they have kids, mm-hmm. their life is immediately over
1: and loser mentality yeah like everything's about them now like
0: like they they put their whole life on hold strictly for their kids and they they teach their kids to settle yeah and they don't show them like they don't they don't show them them living their lives if that makes sense of course showing them like look man like this is what life can be like i'm fucking kicking ass i'm meeting people i'm changing lives they just they stop living as soon as they have kids and they just they set a bad example and then they expect the kid to actually go do better than them in life yeah
1: I mean I, I it's it's fear right yeah fear fear is the controller what I've learned from you know by nature we're emotional beings, and when you look at fear as the emotion, they're, they're scared to be vulnerable with their kids, and they're scared because it's going to show a sign of weakness as a parent of maybe you know like they're gonna see through me, and I think it being a parent and you know I don't have like uh I'm not. Mr. Manning, right? I don't have two sons in the NFL, like, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like, I'm still new into the process, but I think, you know, what I would like to aspire to be is a very vulnerable parent and understanding, like, hey, listen, like, if I'm going to expect them to get uncomfortable and grow, I have to show them that I'm gonna get uncomfortable and grow, which means I have to put myself as a priority. My life I still have a lot of life to live, and they're sponges, and they're gonna watch that grow and manifest, and so that means I gotta get vulnerable, right, I gotta untap myself, and teach them and show them what it takes to get uncomfortable to, to get the life that you want, to live the life that you want. And just like speaking fat to, to somebody who's going through a fit journey, I can look at my children in those times when they're struggling and when they're fearful to get uncomfortable and I say, hey, listen, like I've been there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, let me hold your hand. Let me get uncomfortable with you and I'm going to walk you down that journey. And sometimes you got to kick them out and let them go on their own. But you can't teach somebody something that you're not willing to do yourself. Right and you know it's the irony of fitness journey for me is um, which can re- relate back to being a dad is I used to tell myself all the time like I'm never gonna run a half marathon. Well, as soon as I'm done with sports, I'm never gonna run. I hate running. Running's punishment. And I learned that in order to be the person that you want to be, you have to learn to embrace the things you hate to do. Yes. And and learn something about yourself in that process. So I started running. Yeah. And then I I, I did a half marathon. And I remember. The whole time when I was running the half marathon, I did it in 30 days, I said, hey, for my 35th birthday, I'm gonna run a half marathon. I got all these guys to run with me. And I remember crossing the finish line, I, I got emotional. And I'm pretty, pretty stone-faced, especially in like sports, right? Like, to win or lose mentality. Yeah. But I had accomplished something that I told myself I would never do. Right. And it was an opening for me, is that, you know, I, really, I was really proud of myself It taught me, like, Okay, all these things that I'd never said I'd never do. Maybe those are the things I should start doing, yeah. and see if I can drive the same response, this response that of accomplishment and fulfillment through holes that I said I'd never go down. And then I started doing triathlons. I bought one. Of, I bought a bike, and then I started wearing all those goofy outfits and big helmets and sunglasses. And before <laughs> long, I'm like running in this stupid ass suit, you know? But, and and those lessons that I've learned is that by becoming very vulnerable and getting Open and honest, like, hey, how do I know I don't like something unless I go try it? Right. You know, and so the message that you can resonate back to your kids is, you got to live your life, which yeah. means you got to get out there and get after it. One hundred percent. And I think one like
0: the things in that story there is like you embraced like the suck, like oh yeah, like everybody wants to take the the path of least resistance. It's human nature. By nature, right? Like, we want to do whatever is easiest. That's right. And, and over time, like we'll start a program or whatever the case may be, and then. It might it might start off hard and then it gets easier, right? Because because oh, yeah. you norm. you adapt and you develop. You got to keep making things hard again. That's right. It, right. You can't just sit there in one place and expect things to like get better without you actually pushing you know the envelope. That's right. Right. So. Whenever you're, you're, you're like, you know, you're doing the half marathon or you're doing, you know, the, the half Ironman, right? Like, that's some shit you never thought you'd be doing. Wow, nah,
1: I was two hundred and fifty pounds, man. I am like a big water buffalo out there. <laughs> are you, are you having a conversation <laughs> with yourself like, why the fuck am I doing? Every this? fucking step, <laughs> like, every step. I, I hate this, dude. That's the one thing that running taught me. You know, like, I like, I'm not a runner, like, you know what I mean? Look at me, I'm not an average runner. I'm still the guy like, I'll say, oh, I'm gonna run five miles a day. By about 100 yards, I'm trying to talk myself into it. Let's just run a mile today, Yeah, right? And I think running, what running has taught me is, it's very, it's very linear with life, is you know, you'll talk yourself into this great idea, but following through with the great idea is a whole different fucking animal. Way different animal. You know? And so it's one step at a time, and I use the analogy all the time, it's left foot, right foot, and I use this because of running. In order to win the war on life, each battle is a step. Yeah. Left foot right. You gotta keep moving. Right. You know? and that's the game. And and when you really look at running, at about yard two hundred you're talking yourself out of it. At mile one, you're trying to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. At mile three, you magically come up with a cramp and oh my hip hurts or my foot hurts, right? right? And that's life, that's business. You're gonna get obstacles and you're gonna have conversations. You're gonna have great days, you're gonna have bad days. There's gonna fucking be things that just get thrown in your way. Yeah. You gotta keep moving. Right. You know, and running from a mental training perspective for life, taught me, yeah, keep moving. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, that's where everybody gets caught up in success, right? Like, success is it's, it's fluid because it's different for everybody. Like right. You ask anybody, what is successful? To some guy, it's a million dollars. To some guys, it's a happy family. To some guy, he wants a car. Like, it's so different for everybody. But the journey of life is not. How fast did you get there? It's whether you got there or not. Yeah. Right? And so, like, running's the same. Like, nobody ever asks me, oh, what's your half marathon time or what's your half Ironman time? It's Mm -hmm. simply, oh, you did one. Oh, that's cool. Right. Just like life. You know, you look at our business, like, nobody cares if you're rich by your, you know, 31. Right. You care if you're rich or not, right? That's true. In that sense. So, you know, you just got to realize that it doesn't, you don't have to, not everything's a sprint. Yeah. You just got to saddle in and embrace the suck. It's going to suck. You're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. But the fucking goal is to keep fucking moving, right? You know, and yeah. that's those are the difference between the successful people and the people who never fucking get there.
0: Yeah, oftentimes people will let the big picture just slow them down. They'll get oh, overwhelmed. Yeah. They won't just take a step. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of scary, man. Dude, it's some scary shit. But oh yeah. It's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, we're going through one of those transitions in business right now. Where, you know, we have a we have a good we have a great business, and we have a great group of guys. I'd like to think we have a great leadership team, you know, we got we have a great community, our customers, like our fucking business is really cool. Without a doubt. But we got a long way to go. You know, and a lot of people would settle in and say, okay, well, we're doing well. But well to us is like, all right, we gotta to get to a billion dollars, right? And then when we get to a billion, the, the secret to success is, all right, how do you get to 10 billion? Yeah. You know, like what is the movement? Well, Sitting back and reading our stories and like talking about how successful we were—it doesn't do anything. We still got to go left foot, right foot, and get the fuck after it. Right. You know? And so, it, can it be overwhelming? Yeah. If if your goals are not overwhelming, you, your goals are too small. Yeah, they really you are. You've got to think bigger. They should scare the shit out of you. It should make you uncomfortable to tell other people. Without, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I can tell you right now, in my life right now, from a financial perspective, I'm more successful than I've ever been. From a re- relationship perspective, I'm more successful than I've ever been. My life from an outside perspective, I would say that I'm, it's more successful than it's ever been. I can tell you the last 10 or 14 days of my life have been the hardest 10 or 14 days because this billion dollar and the, the roadmap that we're unfolding to get to there and all of the things that are compounding, the step one, two, I'm at 100 yards in this new plant, I'm starting to, the negative thoughts are coming in, can we do it, can we not do it, and it starts stressing you and thinking, and then I, I wake up, and, and even this morning, all right, I'm in the right spot. Cause yeah. It scares the fuck out of me yeah keep moving yeah you know that's a good
0: realization right when you can when you can take a step out of that feeling and be like this is where I'm supposed to that's be right like, I am on the path and like, you can, I actually did that probably a couple of weeks ago I was like, man I feel I have so much joy right now like I'm super like scared about everything I'm very uncertain but for some whatever reason like right now I know this is where I'm supposed to be. That's right. yeah it's a very
1: reassuring feeling and but you ha- you can only get to that point when you it's the new norm. Okay, So like when you understand the new norm, you've been in that uncomfortable place enough times to understand that success is beyond that boundary, you know, and so you have to, you know, now I've been saying this for years, it's funny, now it's like mainstream, you have to be really, you know, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And, which is funny now, that transition, that for swimming for me, you know, when I I did my first half Ironman, like swimming, dude, I don't fucking. Dude, that shit sucks. fucking sucks. Fucking, I panic in the water, it scares the fuck out of me. And, you know, I'm not built to swim, I've never swam, and and so I'm here, I'm gonna go swim a mile, right? And I was like, fuck. So I go out and have my first open water swim. Guy kicks my goggles off, comes up, I'm only 100 yards into the swim, the water's cold, I'll never forget it. And I instantly start thinking about all the excuses for me to get out of the water. Yeah. I gotta get the fuck out of this water. And I started thinking, dude, my friends are gonna make so much fucking fun of me if I come out of this water. So yeah. I start giving the excuses on the story on why, I start telling myself why I should quit. Yeah. And I remember like, no, you gotta stick your face back in that fucking water and start swimming. like. And I don't care if you go to the next buoy, but just get to that buoy. Yeah. And it's that swim lesson has taught me a lot about life, is you gotta be real uncomfortable when it's real fucking nervous, and you're real fucking cold, and you're real fucking scared. You're in the right spot. Keep moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stick your face back in the water and keep fucking stroking. Just keep fucking stroking. That's right.
0: And that's the time where like, you have to be honest with yourself, right? That's right. Like,
1: I mean, Self-realization.
0: Yeah, like, how important is honesty for this whole process? Honesty
1: is the, the single best key that I've learned in life. Yeah. The single best key. And I think from a leadership perspective, from a relationship perspective, um, from a social media perspective, transparency has um, spawned me into being a better man. And I come from a background where, you know, I mean, let's be real, in college, like, I was not the ideal husband, you know what I mean? <laughs> I had, you know, I was always telling a white lie, always on the move, always on the You're husband. a young man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're confident and optimistic. Yeah, I was very confident and very optimistic, <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a life full of lies, right? And I was always getting, you know, tripped up over my own lies, and you're kind of like living this, you're living a lie. Yeah. And... I remember, and, and, and I attribute this greatly to my marriage now because I have an unbelievable wife, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna be completely honest like the whole time. Like I'm just gonna fucking ride this thing out. Yeah. I'm gonna tell her what I think, I'm gonna let her tell me what she thinks, and I'm going we're gonna build a, a foundation off of honesty. And I have a great marriage, I have a great relationship. My wife and I are, I couldn't speak more words about my wife, and it's built off of honesty, and I transitioned that into different parts of my life and really looking in the mirror, you know, being yeah. honest with, with myself, that's a lesson I try to te- teach my guys all the time. Is you know the difference between right and wrong. You know, if you can look yourself in the eyeballs in the mirror and you can lie to yourself, you can't fucking do it. Yeah. You know the truth. You know the truth. You, tr- you can say the words. You can. Say, and if you can, you look yourself in the fucking eyeballs. You know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And being honest with oneself is how you correct that. Yeah, you can't you can't just throw the problem off in the corner and hope it goes away You've got to address the issue if you're fat, right? This is what I had the self-realization I'm not fat because I'm busy. I'm not fat because I have a lot going on I'm fat because I make poor decisions right in my life that cause me to be fat and I can blame this and This goes back. It's kind of funny with a conversation pre pre-recording. I used to ask myself a question when I die, I'm gonna ask God this question. God, yeah. why'd you give me the fat gene? Because that's what people, you know, like, oh, I get the fat gene. Yeah. And I realized after having become honest with myself is that that's the best gift he ever gave me. Right. And it gave me, he gave me that gift because I'm in the fitness business and I have the opportunity to impact people by telling and relating to them that, hey, listen, like I have that fat gene too, but it's not an excuse. Right and you have to be willing to pay the price and do the work and follow a game plan to success. And if you do that, you will win. And the thing is is what's cool about the fitness business and that lesson about, you know, being gifted is being fat is I can relate to those people, I can help impact their lives, I can help them be better fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, because I've been through that journey myself. And what comes out of it is that how we started the conversation is the legacy because as I impact these people's lives and help them become better mothers, brothers, fathers, sisters, sons, um, I'm part of their process in changing their life, which, at, on the outside, looks like a physical change, but really, it's giving them the keys to their life back from a mental perspective. Yeah, it really all starts with the mind. Always. Um, yeah. If you have the coffee, don't worry about it. No, no, you're good. I'm, <laughs> you're, you're so, you're, you're I'm so getting good. the feedback in the in the in the breathing. I feel like I'm a like I'm a walrus on your podcast. Um, people on the if you have like a great you know, a uh, sound system in your car, you're going to throw it. <laughs> I promise I don't look like a woolly mammoth. They'll deal with it. We got, we have, uh, it's good, uh, it's good,
0: like, audio quality. They'll deal with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, um, shit, so I lost my train of thought. No, all right. The woolly
1: mammoth got to throw you off back.
0: Yeah, but, um, you know, we we're talking about honesty. What was that? Oh, about?
1: self-realization, just being honest with oneself, you know, and then how it transitions into life, and then I was trying to tie it back into my core mission, which is, dying which is weird but the, the <laughs> yeah, legacy gonna die. yeah but the, you know the how do you how do you develop that skill set you got to be real with yourself man like if you're yeah. not gonna be honest to yourself like how the fuck do you expect to live a life that's that you're proud of oh yeah
0: 100% cause so many people it's, it's easy to tell ourselves like these lies to make oh, yeah. to make ourselves comfortable oh yeah right um, like anytime like even when I, I work with clients like I'll, I'll coach them you know in health we're so resistant to change you know what I mean? Like yeah. that we don't want to, to put ourselves in something that we've ever done before. But that's that's something that that you've obviously have constantly sought out. Yeah. And um, I don't know if this is like a clean segue or not, but it, it it all goes back to your mentality. And one of the things like I've noticed about you, just being a creeper on on the on the, on the gram on the gram. Yeah. Um, is that like you're a fucking winner, dude. And, like I, like, I like winners. Like, I like extreme winners. Like, I like Lance Armstrong. I like Tom Brady. Like, oh, yeah. I love these guys. Like oh, yeah. One of my favorite people in this whole city is Jesse Finney. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a fucking winner. He's a great dude. I just like winners. Yeah. So, um, like, I've noticed that, um, like, with, with that mentality, um, it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? So, is that something that, that, you've, that you've kind of had to, like... Grow through, like as you've gotten older. Because we've talked about, like, you know, you're you're, when you're younger, you know, you're a different person, right? And your wife has helped you, and and, you know, your team has helped you. Like, you just you've just grown into a whole different human, right? So, like, when you're in the beginning, like, and you had this very hard nosed mentality, like, how has that mentality evolved? Is probably the best question. Yeah, no,
1: and I, 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 winning is a drug. Yeah, and. I'm, I'm highly, highly, highly competitive, and when you look at, first of all, it's the best compliment you could ever get. Like being a great dad, and the, the compliment you just gave me is like that's like fucking things. I'm like fuck yeah, you know, dude. But but it's true. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I look at like, you know, what separates you know, do you love winning or do you hate losing? And I think there's two different people from this. Like like my brother would give you the answer. He hates losing so fucking bad. And my argument would be is I love winning so much. And, yeah. and I, I think oftentimes most people never win. And so they don't understand to embrace the sacrifice for the reward. Yeah. And that goes for anything. That Standing on top of that podium, is the, it's the world's greatest fucking drug. And understanding that the sacrifice that it takes to get to there is worth every single fucking ounce of missed opportunity along the ride. Yeah, And most people have never... They've never given that sacrifice, and so they never get the reward of a win. And so they continually fail with 50% effort of really fucking buying into what it takes to be a winner. Yeah. And when you when you, can adopt the mindset that you'll win at all costs, understanding it's all costs within self, um, you're kind of a fucking drug addict in a different way because you're willing to sacrifice fucking anything for the fucking win. It's nothing like that high win. It's the best, dude. Yeah. And most people... They're never they never achieve that true win, so they never they never truly go through the sacrifice to get there, and so they never get that taste. Yeah, because sacrifice is a necessary part of it. It's, like, it's the key. Like you miss time with family, you it's miss the key. The events. It's Listen, man, when I was when I was so I, I played high school baseball, and then I went to college, played college baseball, and drafted, and played a little bit of professional baseball, and I went through that journey. There's eight or nine years of my life that I've been. I mean, I was chasing the win. Yeah. You know, all things pst, off to the side. I mean, it's weddings, family. I mean, you name it. I'm not even, not even existent. Doesn't yeah. matter. I'm gonna go win. Yeah. You I'm know, go baseball. And and that 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 mentality parlayed into my professional career is like I understand it. Going back to is like I'm here to win. Yeah. Like I'm not here to just fucking play and sign in and fucking say hey I did it. I'm here to fucking win, and I'm willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to get there. And so building a team around that core value system. You lose a few guys along the ride, but what happens is you develop some fucking badass winners to fucking play that game, dude. And then you find yourself winning with winners. Yeah. Now you're in a new little fucking level of drugs. Yeah, know? dude. That's a, it's a good feeling. Oh, damn. Yeah. You're going to hurt a little feelings along the way, though. It's a part of the
0: process, though, man. Part of the deal. There, if there are winners, then there have to be losers.
1: I always say I broke a lot of hearts before I made one. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, I, dude, I, I've had to learn a lot. I fucked up a lot of relationships before I figured out how to have a successful one. Yeah. And sacrifice. Yeah.
0: Man, you know, oh, I know what my thought was earlier. It's not as relevant now though. But I hate when
1: that I, happens. I, Hit it. It's like, all good. It like, comes back to. Listen, it. you know, one thing I've learned about listening to podcasts, like on when you're on the ride, is everybody think, you know, like there's no polished, finished fucking product. Like it's the there's bounce not. around is how the brain works. You know, what so I mean? true. Driving on the highway, you're like, oh, red truck. Hey, man, one time I had a red truck. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, we were talking about honesty earlier, yeah. and like how you kind of came to that place. And I was like, dude, you know, what it took for me to get to that place was like I went through. I got. Married whenever I was like 20 years old. Yeah, had my son whenever I was young. Just started life very early. I, I I bought into that whole. This is like what you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. So in my mind, I was like, well I'm doing it before everybody, so yeah, I'm I must, aware. I yeah. must be fucking winning." <laughs> <laughs> and um, but like it took a lot, like that that hard time in life, like going through that divorce, where oh, yeah. I had to learn how important honesty was, and not only like how I communicate to people but also like just how I live my life, always living my truth, like no matter who it makes fucking happy.
1: Yep. You know what I mean? And That's like, your obligation to yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, the guilt or whatever the, the position that most people put themselves in is they're afraid of conflict. Yeah. Okay. So they what happens is they'll sacrifice their selves, their wants, their needs, their life to avoid a little bit of conflict. When, what you realize if you're honest with people, yeah, you're, you might piss a few people off. But yeah. what happens is, is you, the, the rooted relationships that you have are so much deeper because of your ability to be honest with one another that, dude, you can get to a different level of relationship not only with yourself but with those people and you can really start to mature and, and have, like, fucking good conversations because you, you can ask the weird questions right. and understand that you're going to get a weird answer, but you embrace that, right? Because yeah. you, you, you find yourself around like-minded people, right. honest people. People that'll likely piss you off, but you are gonna piss them off, but you're okay with it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they avoid conflict and never fucking live a life because they get into the white picket fence, I'm gonna drive a Ford Taurus and fucking live my life. Yeah, yeah, and it's just that's it's a just, slippery slope, it's dude. not a way to live, dude. And it's, not. it's and not. not, and unfortunately most people do, and it goes back to the raising kids. It's, it's a perpetual fucking cycle that happens. It's like, you know, I'm supposed to, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. No, you're a fucking human. You have your own thoughts. Yeah. Your own wants, your own needs. And you know what? Yours might be different from mine. That's okay. Right. And you shouldn't shelter yours. And I'm sure shit not going to shelter mine. Like, I'm going to fucking get what I want. Right. You know what I'm saying? A 100%. And so understanding that, is it going to piss some people off? Yeah. Cool. That's okay. Well, I mean, so otherwise you're just going to go fucking live somebody else's lie? Yeah. I'm not I, doing that shit. I've done that. It's miserable. Yeah. I, I'm not doing that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the fact that you came out of it is fucking awesome. Because of the freedom that happens on the backside, dude, that's what your life is supposed to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you just, you quickly realize that you can truly create whatever life it is that you want to create. Anything
1: you want. Yeah. Like literally anything you want. Yeah. But you have to be true to self. Right.
0: You and know? you have to have the belief. Now, I heard you say on, uh, I think maybe you're talking to Ben. Like whenever you were, um, when you are playing baseball, mm-hmm. like you didn't really have the belief that mm-hmm. you're actually going to go to the to the all yeah. the way through the whole system oh, and yeah. make it to the majors. Right? And then, you know, you have that accident, and then now you're like the rest of us, for
1: lack of a better way of saying it, right? Like, you yeah, overnight.
0: Yeah, you're you're selling copiers. Like, what was that
1: transition like in your mind, dude? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think, you know, to paint the picture for most people, so what happens, I was playing, uh, professional baseball Cardinal organization I, I slid into home plate or had a collision home plate it broke my leg that got released went back into normal life but legs flopping yeah yeah it's pretty good with all the bad yeah, effects pretty, pretty like good that. video and that's how that's how yeah. I, I, I always say oh it's street cred when we start talking but yeah you know one thing that I'm very 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 thankful for that baseball taught me and taught me a lot of things I, I always say everything I learned about leadership I learned in a locker room but you know when I got drafted My goals were not big enough, and this is how I know about setting goals and really going after them is, you know, I never really truly genuinely believed that I'd be playing at Bush Stadium. I kind of wanted it, but I always saw myself as like a minor league baseball player. And So when I got there, I didn't pay baseball the respect that it commanded in order to get to the top level. I didn't deserve it. And I always had that kind of thought in the back of my brain. And as I'm older, I can look back and, and with a great deal of honesty understand, like, okay, did you really give it hell or not? Yeah, And the truth is, no, I didn't. I gave it hell, kind of, you know, and what it it allowed me to do is understand, like, if I'm going to live a successful life, like, I have to believe first. Like, I have to believe I belong, and I have to be willing to pay the price in order to get there. And it helped me parlay into life, okay, what did I fuck up here in baseball that kept me from getting to where I wanted to be? Because I, I was talented enough. I wasn't the most talented guy, but I was talented enough to spend a little bit of time doing that. But I didn't pay baseball what it deserved to get there. Right. And I didn't have it between my ears what it took to get there. And so I've learned in the professional setting okay, I have to believe in the mission. I have to, it's got to be bigger than myself. It's the goal has to be realistic and I got to be willing to fucking pay the price for it. And when, you start thinking about how does that progress? You know, breaking my leg in baseball was the greatest, one of the greatest gifts that was ever given to me because it was the harsh deal. It was the harsh realization of, uh, of reality that the fucking drink that I needed. Yeah. In order to fucking teach me the lesson to be successful in life, um, and I'm so I'm forever thankful for that.
0: Yeah, I mean at the end of the day. Baseball would have only been like a very short time of your life, Mm -hmm. right? So does that kind of give you like the perspective? It's like, man, like that would have been really fucking cool, but now I have the lesson to to do all this other great shit that you're doing.
1: Dude, there's not one of those. There's not – I I don't regret that one fucking iota. Yeah. Because the life that I live now – is the best life that I could ever imagine living. Yeah, and it's the journey that it took for me to get lonely, for me to battle myself, for me to break down, for me to come back. And 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 as and as weird as it sounds, like first form is kind of like my comeback story. Yeah, you know, and so it allows me to really understand what it takes to win. And and I and I'm still we're still there. Like I still like I, right now. Like we have a lot more to pay. You know what I mean? And I have a lot more dues to pay and I got a lot more shit that we got to grind through and go through and get through. But I fucking believe in what we're doing. Right. You know, and I wouldn't trade the life that I have now for the life that that could have been. Never in a million fucking years. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, cause the thing is, so you, you took uh, all the lessons that you learned from baseball, right? And, and, and then that hard lesson there at the end, you, you parlay that into a very successful sales career Right. I mean, it started off kind of, I imagine a little rocky, like yeah. selling the copiers. I've done, I've gone door to door and like I've sold, I've sold cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like I've done that hustle. Oh, yeah. like, You learn a lot of cool oh, shit. Like. <laughs> like it's not fun. Oh, yeah. But like you learn those fucking lessons. And then, and then I remember, so in 2010 is whenever I worked. So I, for the listeners, like I worked at Selfman Superstores from 2009, 2010. And I remember it was a Sunday whenever you uh came to a meeting, yeah. and you were being like Andy introduced you as far as like you know this is my brother Sal, he's one of the best fucking salesmen in the country for j and j and like so you were like you're crushing it there, and then you took this huge leap of faith to like come into first form oh, and, yeah. and to build this
1: oh yeah what do you want to talk about
0: dude like what was that like what was that transition like for you? I mean like well, you I, took I, a huge leap of faith right yeah. i mean
1: i I think you know. <clears throat> You have to live a life of purpose. Yeah, and you know, I w- I was successful in sales, but my gift is people. Like I I understand my gift. I'm not very smart. Um, I'm not highly intelligent. My gift is people and understanding human uh, emotion. Yeah, and so I was naturally good at sales because I could I could talk to people. I'm not afraid of people. They right, don't intimidate me. I'm not. You know, we all we put pants on. I wear shoes. You don't. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right, we all live the same shit. And so. <laughs> You know when I was at j and j, you know Andrew and Chris had a really cool thing going, and i I knew I had more in the tank yeah you know i didn't I was kind of living the corporate Johnny lifestyle, if you will, and I was doing well, but it wasn't fulfilling in that sense um and that that's the kind of the thing, and I think most people chase money um I'm not a money chaser, I'm a fulfillment chaser and understanding that if I'm the best at what I do, the money comes um and so I was making a lot of money at the time I was young. I was financially doing really well and it was unfulfilling. Like I did love what I do the company I worked for was like one of the greatest companies in, in all of America in that sense. Right. Like yeah. I understood, like I was like living the dream. Yeah. You know, I'm in my twenties making mid six figures, like fucking life is great, but it wasn't, you know, and, and it wasn't like I was like, fuck my life, that type of thing. It was that this opportunity was speaking to me from the core level. it was like, I think I should go do this. You know, like and everybody else thought I was fucking crazy. I bet. But you know, we Chris Hander and I sat down and I believed in what they had going on and they had a cool thing happening and I wanted to be a part of it and I knew I could help. You know what I mean? Like and I figured it all and I and I tell I was just talking about this with somebody, like if it fails, it fails. It's all part of my story, what it should be. Yeah. You know, and, and that that's okay. But I'm gonna give it fucking hell. You know what I mean? And we went out and we went after it and, you know, we, it hasn't always been fucking sunshine and rainbows and, you know, we fight and argue and, you know, all that type of shit. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, like, from a fulfillment standpoint, like, I fucking love what I do. Right. I love helping people. Like, that's what I'm, that's my fucking, what, God put me here for that. Yeah. And I have that gift and and right now, like, am I financially successful? Yes, But I'm fulfilled from the inside out understanding that like what I'm doing is leaving this place a better place than I found it. And I have direct control over the message that I can give those people and the leadership that I can that I can go from the front. It makes me feel fucking good about waking up every day and fucking busting my ass on what I'm going to leave this place. And so and that goes for my guys and girls here that goes for our customers that goes for my kids, uh, my wife, you know, and, and, and I feel good about who I am. Is it hard? Fuck yeah, it's hard. It's supposed to be hard, you know? And I think from the outside, you know, people want to, oh, well, got lucky. No, motherfucker. Like, no. Yeah. It's fucking hard. That was not luck. No. And, but I had to get uncomfortable, scary making that jump. You know, I took a 60% pay cut, you know, which everybody thinks you're fucking nuts. Right. And I... I said, let's go. Let's fucking put my face in water. Let's start swimming. Yeah, you know? man. Because you're living the cushy lifestyle. It, yeah. And it was time to get uncomfortable. Yeah. you
0: Because know? during those early days, now, like, you were kind of only putting in, like, a handful of hours, and, like, you were working construction a little bit, right? Until it was able, until you are able to, like, put yeah. in more hours. Dude, we did a lot of shit. <laughs> like, whatever. So, By any means necessary. That's right.
1: I mean, literally, I was pouring concrete. Like, the bartended. Like, whatever the fuck I had to do to make it work, while we were bridging a gap, we made work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, you know, Andrew and I were raised that way. You right. Know, my dad's still very much that way. Uh, and I'm still that way right now. You know what I mean? Like i have got to figure it out. Like if I got to go bartend, like I'll go for, I'm not, I'm not too pride or I don't have too much pride to like, I'll go, I'll go do whatever fuck I got to do. Right. You know? And, um, and I wasn't that, that journey doesn't scare me now. You know what I'm saying? Like if the FDA came in and said no longer supplementation, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to fucking, we'll take all these guys and we'll start selling fucking tires. Like, you know what I mean? I'm ready for the challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that was a, I'm glad that part of my life is over. I bet. However, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see on this side, uh, all the people who doubted that move. um, I know who those people are. Yeah. And I know who the people who supported that move uh, are as well. And I make sure that I hold one closer to me and I keep one further away, you know, because there's, when you're going down and paving your own path, you know, very few people are going to support that because it makes them uncomfortable. You know, if you're doing something different than them, yeah, it makes them uncomfortable. It really does. And it makes you think like, are they supporting you, or are they kind of hoping you, you fail? Yeah. And you know, I think there's a lot of people at that time that probably wanted me to fail. And that goes back to that winning mentality. Now my jobs of like give them the hold my beer, watch this, yeah, while I flip them the fucking bird.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, because. <laughs> failure is an option but it isn't no and, you know what I mean like it just it just isn't no and you don't fail
1: your trip right you know what I'm saying get yeah. the fuck back up and keep moving Let's keep
0: it moving that's right now you developed that that mentality f- at a very young age I, I would guess and from just like hearing the stories of you know you guys hurt somebody or you score a goal like you get a toy kill 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 yeah who got the most toys <laughs>
1: oh I always scored the goals <laughs> <laughs> That's, some things never change. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's been no dude. You know what's funny is like Andrew and I are black and white. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody knows that. You know, like he likes tall blondes. I like short brunettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He loves Lamborghini. I love Ferrari. Like, like now he loves Ferrari, but that's a different story, which is a great story. But, you know, like we're very uniquely different. However, very similar in thought process. Like, but we will go two different ways to get to the same destination. Yeah. Um, you know, Andrew was a a very much, uh, put your head down, I'm going to run through that hole. Like, hit all those kids. Like, he would run all the kids over.
0: Okay. I was
1: more of a little bit like, you know, like, I could probably kick the ball off that glass over there and run over there and pick the ball back up and avoid all these people and then go score the goal. He's like, I'm just going to run these motherfuckers over. (laughs) (laughs) You're a little bit more creative. I'm a finesse type person in that sense. Yeah. It it comes across in our personalities. You know, you, you get us in a room like, he's the bear and you know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm me, I guess, in that sense. But, you know, we have the same core value structure that, like, whatever the fuck we got to do to put that ball on the back of that fucking net, like, if you're in our way, you're going to get fucking run over. Yeah. You know? And that's okay. But that was fun. You know, we had we had a lot of fun. We still get into it a little bit here and there.
0: Yeah, well, from what I heard with you guys, like, sometimes getting into it, like fighting or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Like, so I hugged Andy last time I was here, and I was like – I feel really small. And, like, I, I feel very capable of handling myself, but he yeah. made me feel small. i yeah, he's and a then, big motherfucker. And then I shook your hand. I, I was like, I was looking at you. I'm like, oh, well, Sal's not, like, you're not, like, that big. But then, like, then I heard on an interview you said you're, like, 240. I'm like, fuck, and now I'm looking at you. I'm like, yeah, you are really big. I was just thinking about you two fighting.
1: Yeah. Long it, story short. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we got after <laughs> it. We went through a wall about a, about a year ago now. <laughs> we literally okay. hit the wall so hard we knocked the picture off the other wall in the other office. <sighs> and uh, okay, it was loud. It was aggressive. They always say it was like two silverbacks getting after it. But I can tell you, it scared the, it scared the fuck out of everybody in our <laughs> office because they didn't know what was going on yeah. in my office. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why you guys have
0: such a unique uh, like culture here, right? I mean, it's not this, you know, we're tiptoeing around. and
1: Dude, life's going to punch
0: you in the fucking mouth. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? And I think the more conditioned you are to understanding that that's how life really is, yeah. the better you can handle those situations. And um, I, it kind of goes back to I'm not afraid of confrontation. Yeah, you know, it was like you know i wrestled when i was younger like when i got to college like i don't, still to this day i tell people all the time like i am just as likely to shake your hand as i am to punch you in the fucking mouth like i'm not afraid of it punch it it hurts but it doesn't hurt that bad like, you'll yeah, be fine we'll probably yeah, be friends like, afterwards yeah like he's a big motherfucker but like i gotta still do it. i got if i gotta do it like i'm in you know what i mean like yeah fuck i've been punching the mouth a lot of times yeah it doesn't it hurts kind of
0: you it's know? not that bad. It's not. It could be totally worse. Especially when you're heated.
1: Like, you don't even feel it.
0: Yeah. I just need to teach you jiu-jitsu.
1: So, it, <laughs> my, some of my guys are rolling now. And I, like, that, it, it, I think it will be in my near future. Hey, Amen. Yeah. I think, like, I, I really do because I wrestled. You know, I have a wrestling background. Yeah. And I look at, you know, I look at all these guys going. And I, okay, so I went to triathlon and I kind of, you know, I checked that box. I still love it. Yeah. And then I see, as soon as time permits, we get... I would love it.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys get to the new facility, man. You can just put a mat in, throw some mats in oh, there, yeah. and just have a corporate, you know, first form. I would love nothing program. more
1: than to like. All right, let's settle this argument. Yeah. Let's go well, to the mat. It's a good way to settle <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> it's the only way. Yeah. But I would lo- like so I could see myself transitioning in at some point in time I, I need a little bit more time my day doesn't really allow for it right now but right yeah it's just
0: about being able to fit in your schedule but i would fucking love to do it i think you'd like jujitsu i would it's, fucking love to it's do like it. an ever-evolving
1: puzzle yeah well it's chess right yeah i yeah. mean it's it's a game the it's whole you time chess. yeah like you gotta keep your guard in tight and you fucking get open you gotta find a hole right you yeah know? man
0: create angles use leverage that's right i
1: mean it's it's literally it is like it's the human version of chess.
0: It really is. Yeah, I love it. I've been doing it for like a decade, so it's like, it's my shit. Jam- I offered to teach Andy, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get you the one up on it. I would love,
1: no, just listen, like that that's the shit though that I love because like i you can never be, I listen, I have a huge ego, but I'm also not afraid to check the ego, yeah. you know? And I think the, e- the when I say a huge ego, it's the stroke of confidence and understanding that like, I'm not afraid of failing. Yeah. Like I've understood the core common fact that like the people who fail the most, they also win the most because they're playing the most. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're absolutely. in the games the most. And if you're never, if you're if you're always afraid to fail, like how the fuck are you ever going to win? Oh, dude, you won't win. Ever. You won't. You're gonna have zero wins because yeah. you have zero attempts. Yeah, you, and know you what I mean?
0: don't know how good it feels to win unless you fail.
1: Yeah, I forget the statistic offhand, but I I, I did it in a meeting a couple of years ago. But Michael Jordan has something. I mean, it's silly. It's like he has like. Thirty thousand failed three point attempts. You know what I mean? Like thirty fucking thousand. Like that's more I mean, think about how many shot opportunities you got to have to miss thirty thousand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And most people just don't take those shots. Yeah. MJ's like, fuck it, give me the rock. Like I'm ready to throw like if somebody's gonna fuck it up, I'm gonna fuck it up. Yeah. But when you're in that position constantly, like you you're gonna become better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're
1: failing. And people don't (laughs) people don't remember the failures. Fuck no. They remember the shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the game. Yeah. And that's the win. Exactly. And that's what the difference is between winners and losers. Like when you can check your ego and get, I mean, I literally put this on my social last night. Like there are a lot of people more talented. They got a lot more skill gifted with a lot more things. They're just afraid to dance. Yeah. You know? And like the dude who gets to take the check home at the end of the night is the guy who fucking gets out on the dance floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, you'd be a real good looking dude in the corner but the guy that's out on the dance floor having fun, chick likes that.
0: That's why you see ugly dudes with a whole bunch of hot chicks all the time. That's what
1: I'm saying, dude. If you can get down on the dance floor, because you know what? Like everybody likes to have fun. Yeah. Get vulnerable, it's okay. It's part of life. Yep. And, you know, if you can check your ego and get on that dance floor of life, you'll have some fun.
0: One hundred percent, man. Dude, that's a solid lesson to end on. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So, hey, dude, thank you so much for taking this time. I appreciate um, you. I know you're, you're pretty much just on the Instagram. Um, so just tell folks how they can check out, you know, First Form and and if they wanted to yeah. follow you. Like, how can people, you know, yeah, get I in think, touch with Sal?
1: I think, um, you know, if I could do a shameless plug here, that'd be great. Whatever you want, man. You this know, is your time right for, here. For any of you listeners who are struggling with life in the sense of, you know, understanding that, um, maybe you're not the best physical self that you want to be and, and you need help. Like our company is designed around helping people change their lives. And, and, and I, it doesn't cost you anything. We're here to help. And I think that's what, you know, when you talk about when I leave the earth, like understanding that people need help, our job is to give them the game plan and the roadmap in order to get there. And, and if you're struggling with yourself, your physical self, or even your mental self, I think a, a lot of that. A lot of that strength and self-earned confidence comes through the physical journey. And I would love to have the opportunity to help you do that. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, and our company ins- is at First Form on Instagram. That's the number 1-S-T-P-H-O-R-M um, or at firstform.com. Right. And, you know, it'd give us an opportunity to help you down the journey. I would, love, I would love that opportunity. Uh, from a personal standpoint, I'm at Mr. Fursella. It was like, you know, like when Instagram first started, like, you don't know what the fuck to make your name. right? Uh, and now <laughs> I can't get steel. Sal Fursella because somebody has it. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know that motherfucker. But uh, at Mr. Fursella on Instagram, um, if you love fitness, family, business, that's kind of like my jam. Those are my three. I tell people all the time, like, you can't be the, the master of all t- trades because you end up being the jack of none. Right. So my three things are fitness, family, and business. Right so, on. So if you appreciate that, then I might be your guy.
0: Yeah and I'd I'd be remiss actually I almost skipped it but you have the you have the not-for-profit the 30 for 30 for the kids yeah man like that's just such a powerful like thing that you're doing it's such a good movement yeah you and need
1: like, another 30 minutes i'll give you on
0: it dude well let's just i mean <laughs> i don't want to like take up all your time no, you're but good it, i'll talk about that all day Yeah, if you don't mind talking Fuck about yeah. it because dude it's just it's so powerful and the things that you're fucking doing for these kids yeah. man and like it's it's helping people you know here stateside
1: and they're doing a great thing for the kids and it's just fucking awesome so if you could talk about that a little bit dude i had the opportunity to go to haiti a, two years ago and you know, I always say that, you know, God gave me this platform and it's my opportunity or obligation to make sure that I maximize what he gave me and my gift is people. And I know that. And when I went to Haiti, a piece of my heart will forever and always be in Haiti, because as much as we struggle on a day to day basis, um, you know, the amount of struggle that those kids go through in Haiti is 50 X of what we deal with or what we think we deal with on a daily basis. And you know, when I got back from Haiti, like, I made a pledge to myself that I would help these kids. Like, I knew, like, I, I don't know how I was going to do it. I couldn't figure it out at the time. But I'm going to help these kids live a better life. And, you know, I, they're God's children, no different than my children. And, you know, we have an unbelievable community here at First Form. And I thought, man, if we could merge fitness for a good cause, everybody can win. And so we started 30 for the Kids. And 30, what 30 for the Kids, the foundation of it is, is... Um, you know, you can do 30 minutes of fitness for 30 days. Okay. And you, as a collective group, you buy in, it costs you $30. And on the honor system, if you miss a day along the 30 for the kids journey, you pay $5, just a small nominal penalty, but it's on the honor system, right? Keep, right. Keeping you accountable to the journey, but doing it for the kids. And we were able to create this, 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 uh, f- these five exercises that people would do for 30 minutes. Um, over the course of thirty days, and for thirty bucks, and we were able to raise. Uh, uh, the first time we raised about fifty-five thousand dollars, and the first one we put in the next fifty uh, to take care of the kids of Haiti, which is forty-seven children um, of an orphanage: food, water, shelter, medical medical attention, um, Bible education, and and make sure that we took care of those kids. And I started to really tap into the side of my life, like what am I here to do, and. You know, I think about those kids of Haiti, and there's kids like that all over the world, that our obligation to life is to make sure that, you know, we help other people in their lives. And, you know, our struggle that we make up in our head is not a struggle that they, that, that they struggle with. They struggle with the basic human needs, yeah. you know, clean water and medical attention. Um, you know, they don't have an education because there's no system. Those kids don't have shoes. Yeah. You know, and, and they would give you, like when you're walking down the street, they might only get one meal every other day, and they would give it to you and they're happy and it started really kind of festering into my brain you know that i have to do more and so we started to do these 30 for the kids campaigns and it's really about building the community around the orphanage for um, these kids of haiti and building an ecosystem that you know like we can't help every kid across the world right now but if we can teach these kids how to produce product and educate them and teach them Um, we can build a better community that they can live in and that their kids can live in and it's a a sustainable society and you know and our job is as leaders and our opportunity and obligation is to go help these kids and we've used it in Haiti and we've used it also here in St. Louis and and a friend of mine Kyle McCullen owns Brace for Impact who is uh, an ex-Cardinal player I played with him that's how Kyle and I met and he's opened my eyes to you know, helping these kids and really giving us an avenue to make sure that you know that the same problems that exist in Haiti actually exist in St. Louis. Yeah, and I think we're we're too numb uh, to the media to really understand that there are kids who are starving in our backyard. Oh yeah, there are kids who don't have an education in our backyard. They don't have medical attention, and I'm gonna do my fucking best to fix that. Now we can't cure it all. It's not gonna happen overnight, but I think when you can merge what what it is that we do, fitness. Um, with some functionality in a sense of how can you actually implement these funds for good. Uh, I want to, I want to change kids because if we can change them young as they grow and adapt, we can start to create change in a, in a society. Yeah. And, and so we're, we're really having a local push and a push in Haiti. And the idea is that we can utilize 30 for the kids. Fitness is good for everybody. And with fitness, the kids can win. And so that's 30 for the kids is, has been a really good spiritual thing for me. Um, and the, no matter amount the amount of money that we ever give those people, it'll never even touch the iceberg for what they've done for me as a, as a fundamental level for teaching me what life's really about.
0: Yeah, essentially changing your life. Yeah, completely. Yeah. That's just so powerful because, I mean, like you said, it's it's just a win-win for everybody. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean... That's what life should be about. Right. You know, a lot of people fuck business deals up because they're so greedy. You know, and really a good business deal is like, when it's good for you, it's good for me, and it's good for the customer. Yeah. You know, and this deal, for me, I was thought... And I always think about that in every business deal. Like I never try to get every penny out of it. It's like, what is, what is the best for everybody here? And when you look at 30 for the kids, it's good for the person who's doing the work. It's good for the community. It's good for the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's a, it's a great deal. And, I'm really trying to make a push towards corporate wellness, getting some of the bigger companies on board, You know, getting tens of thousands of people, and we really create some change when we start getting some funds driven.
0: Right, and then if for the people, they can even do like Amazon Smile yeah. and help contribute Amazon in that Smile. regard. Yes, right? if so. you,
1: we are an Amazon Smile-affiliated account. So if you shop on Amazon and you're looking for a charity, so most people don't know Amazon Smile exists. If you make your homepage, uh, the landing page for Amazon Smile, uh, you can choose 30 for the kids and a portion of all the proceeds that you buy um, we will get a, a residual, uh, residual funds for the purchases that you make. I mean, hell, just myself, I gave like thirty-six dollars to, to thirty for the kids in the last six months. So yeah, just I'll e- take it. Everyday shopping. Dude. That's right.
0: You know, it'd be really cool. There's an app called Charity Miles, and it's just it it tracks your cardio, whether you go walking or running or whatever the case may be, and you get to pick a charity that um you, that you contribute to through that. So, like for example, really? it'll be like. This training session is sponsored by like Johnson and Johnson, and we're gonna give to speaking like you know Autism Speaks yeah. on your behalf for this training session. It'd be really cool if we could figure out a way to get like thirty for the kids like on that
1: app. That'd be. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, on it. Yeah, dude. It's like I it, didn't know about it, but I'm on it. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you the app
0: information. It's, it's pretty fucking cool. I that's use it awesome. a lot. So but um dude, thank you so much for that because it's just such a cool organization. I you're appreciate just doing
1: it. a lot of good. I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to speak about it. Yes, I, I would have hated myself if I fucking oh, no, <laughs> if, if dude, we did talk that's about That's my that. jam, man. You're like if you ever you ever see me out in public, start talking about fucking thirty for the kids. I'll I'll stop whatever I'm doing, I'll start running over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on, cool. Well,
1: hey Sal, thanks again,
0: man. I really appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you, it.
1: Man. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a great podcast. Everybody's going to get value out of this for sure. Awesome. So, hey, everybody, thanks. Uh, was, until next time. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I did. Sal is just an amazing human being. He's doing a lot of cool shit. And I don't know about you guys, but I just love fucking winners. Anytime I can get around a winner, it makes me feel good. It makes me motivated. It makes me want to go out there and just fucking crush it. And... uh sitting there talking to Sal was no exception. I just love his intensity, I love his energy. And he's just a he's just an amazing human being. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking that time, Sal. Thank you all of you listeners for you know tuning in if you are getting value out of the podcast do me a solid go over to uh, apple podcast if you are listening on that platform and leave a rating and review Um, just let us know what you think of the show how we can improve Um, you know these ratings and reviews they help us move up into the itunes charts they help other people find us it just helps the show grow and i can't thank you enough for that also go tell a friend just you know tell a friend Uh, you know share the podcast if you are listening on uh, any other platform you know like it or comment or whatever you have to do there also go over to YouTube and check out our video experience and subscribe over there help us grow that you know that platform as well Um, as always big thank you to Jombo Superfoods go to jombocbd.com you can check out their full line of products I absolutely love the cinnamon spray, especially this time of year. It's getting a little bit cooler. I like my coffee with a little cinnamon. Oh, it's just good stuff. Ooh, also, I put it in my kids' oatmeal. They love it too. So go check them out. You can save 20% when you use the code OUTSIDE at checkout. They're also typically used uh, doing buy two, get one free all the time. So throw two in your cart. You'll probably get that third one for free, then you'll save 20% off that entire deal just by using the code OUTSIDE when you check out. So again, go to JumboCBD.com and see what they have to offer, folks. Always, always, always a pleasure working with Convergence Media Group. We've partnered with them, and it has been one of the best things for the show. You can also check them out and partner with them. They work with companies across all industries. And what they do is they will help you build your brand in this digital climate to help you with strategy and content creation and just everything that you need to know to grow your brand and your business in this digital world. So go to ConvergenceMG.com and check them out. As always, go to imposedwill.com check us out over there we have a full line of apparel you can save 20 or i'm sorry you can save 10 percent over at imposed will just by using the code outside when you check out there and uh hey guys that's all i had for you this week just keep or it's all i had for you today we got another episode coming for you later in the week but just keep uh you know being amazing humans i hope everybody enjoyed their thanksgiving and uh you know we got a whole bunch more holidays just right around the corner here in december it's gonna be a wild ride i'm sure but uh love you guys i will catch you next time